Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Well, you can hear the crowd already. It's the first finals game in this building since 2010. Tatum coming alive. Largest lead of the first half, an 18-point advantage. Well, they came right at us, but I like where we are. Can't you see? Don't you know what I am? I'm a man with a plan, and it's time you understand. Pucks it in! And it's their first lead since it was 2-0. That's a great thing. They're going to go and run. This is how you respond. But don't put your head down. Just keep going. Tatum drives inside. Lays it in. Smart corner three. Austin Celtics take game three. They're two wins away from a title. NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank, is live from a somewhat gloomy, humid, and overcast day in Boston. But make no mistake, the, the meh weather, it's not overshadowing the excitement of the city at all. The Celtics, they're up two games to one after last night's game three, where it was all Celtics in the fourth quarter. Welcome in. You can see the full squad is here, but we're not going to waste any time because we need to get to the question that Dub Nature would like to hear the answer to, an update on their star's health. So first, let's remind everyone, here's the moment that Steph Curry, he was hurt late in the fourth quarter after Al Horford rolled onto his leg on a loose ball. It was a kind of similar play during the regular season when Marcus Smart dove onto Curry's leg, chasing after a loose ball. And today, Steph Curry himself spoke about his status and how he's feeling. Take a listen. How did the foot feel when you woke up and how confident are you that you can go on Friday without being limited? Uh, I'm going to play. That's all, I, that's, all I, that's all I know right now. Uh, about ten and a half hours of sleep. A couple of dunks in the ice bucket and that's about it for now. And then take advantage of the day and tomorrow to get completely ready for the game. Um, get as much recovery and healing as possible and uh, understand how important game four is. All right, so it sounds like Steph is going to play in game four, but here's the thing. They, they pretty much need him to be 100%, right, if they want a chance to win this series. Perk, how does this change the Warriors' game plan, if at all, with Steph, even if he's playing, maybe somewhat hobbled here? It I mean, look, it, it changes because he has been the best player in this series. Steph Curry not being close to 100%, the quick turnaround, not having three or four days in between games, the one day in between games, yes, it changes it. He has been the one consistent warrior that has been playing great basketball. And if he's not 100%, going against this Celtic defense, going against the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart, you can't tell me that this is not going to have an effect on game four. 
No, I think it'll have a game, uh, an effect on game four, especially if, he, if he's in a position where, let's say he's 85% of himself. Then you start to look at where is he going to get the help from? Where is their mm -hmm. defense going to be at? Sure. And you know that they're going to go at him. They're going to continue to do that. I don't think it's been like this glaring, oh, you know, every time you go at Steph, you get a bucket. But ultimately, I think Steph is going to be fine. I think Steph's going to play great. The, the Warriors might downplay it, but they might upplay it a little bit. We don't know, but Steph's going to play. And if he's out there, you gotta be ready to go. Look, with Steph at 100%, this is an enormous test for the Golden State mm. Warriors, and this is a must win game. I don't think Boston, with this defense, is losing three games in a row. If he's 85%, 80%, 87.5%, we've seen in this series their offense is tilted more towards Steph cooking in the pick and roll. These yep. are some of his highest volume pick and roll games of the season. The beautiful game stuff has mostly been taken away, and it the question I have is like, how far can they stretch Steph? How much load can they put on him as a ball handler? And if he's compromised at all, the answer might not be enough for the Warriors to win. Well, and I know yesterday you said that you didn't believe that Klay Thompson was going to have an effect on this series. And I, 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 for it, personally, I was kind of hoping that Klay had a good game and they won. But he still had a good game. He still was, yeah. had 25 points. He had, the best, he had the best plus minus. So if we can, I don't want to say expect this from Klay, but we know that Klay had more to give. And this is a moment where it's like, Klay, I hope you have a little bit more to give sure. because that could be possibly needed and like you said 100% Steph it's a daunting task you need more from Clay you need well, more from Clay you need more from Draymond oh. Andrew Wiggins he showed up 18 points yeah he did but here's the thing I, I keep going back to it yeah Clay he had he had 25 points and he had a couple shots and the Celtics had a couple breakdowns here and there and he made them pay again who is going to be the third guy for them you're right right you're who right. Jordan Poole I, I'm a stand on this. I don't think he I don't really think he's playable in this series because look, they have too many athletic wing defenders on that Boston Celtics side of things. The one thing I'm very concerned with when it comes down to Steph Curry is he's actually been pretty damn good on the defensive side of things. Yeah. I watched him try to pick on him, sliding his puppies, holding his force against Al Horford, right. and then him going down to like 85% against a, you know, and get switched out on the pick and roll against a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. We saw Marcus Smart abuse him a few times in the paint. It's very, very, very concerning. But I see you want to bring up receipts. I got a couple on you too later on. All there, right, so. you just put those receipts in your pocket and hang on for one second because I do want to get to the other side, the Celtics, <laughs> the, the winners of this game. We're going to get back to Steph later, but they took a commanding 2-1 lead in the series in large part because of their superstar duo. So let's take a look at how this happened exactly. In the garden last night, I mean, is Deuce the cutest trainer in all the land? He very well may be. But it was Jalen Brown who got things started for the Celtics here. You can see just going all the way. Nice little touch there. Once again, 17 points in the first quarter. That is tied for the most by a Celtic in a finals quarter over the last 50 years. And so Brown got things started. Tatum got them through the finish line. Fourth quarter, the Celtics, they're up eight here. Tatum, ISO on Wiggins, drives. Look how to the pretty that is, laying it off of the glass. And then later in this, the fourth quarter, the Celtics, they're up nine here. Tatum blows by Steph Curry. Again, attacking, attacking, attacking Richard. Yeah, and uh, it was just impressive. Uh, we both love it. When he gets downhill and his jumper is an addition to mm -hmm. what he does versus being the main thing. And watch this. They're trying to give. They're trying to show multiple bodies. Steph right there, should you come off of the strong side corner and Marcus Smart? Ops, absolutely not. But this is the growth. And I, got, I can't compliment uh, Marcus Smart enough. That is the growth that he was calling for, saying that 
these guys just score and both teams everybody knows that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum won the score well this team went to another level not only when they play, started playing great defense but when they started sharing the ball well the Celtics they win it by 16 points here's Jason Tatum after the game you Marcus and Jalen the first trio to go 20 and 5 in a finals game since 1984 when Kareem Magic and Michael Cooper did it what do you think about that company uh, I was born in 98 so that was way before my time yeah, it was just us being us. You know, we just continue to drive the ball and, and try to find a great shot for our teammates and ourselves. I give credit to JB the way he came out and started the game. We just followed his lead after that. That's how I play. I feel like I can get by any defender that's in front of me. I don't think at this point there's any anxiety from the players. We've been battle-tested throughout the playoffs. We've seen what makes us successful and just have to have carryover after a win. So we're going to hear more from Jason Tatum later in our show. I sat down with him. I was sharing with you guys before we came on air today. It, it was one of the most interesting conversations that I have had in these playoffs. I mean, he was so insightful and funny and introspective. You do not want to miss that. But, Perk, uh, let's go back to the game. What stood out to you the most from the Celtics here in Game 3? Well, we know Jalen Brown got the game started, right? He He's shown us, and he's done that throughout the postseason. We know Jason Tatum closed it out in great fashion. But Marcus Smart, who is the biggest X factor in this series, Marcus Smart plays well, which I said yesterday on NBA Today, that Marcus Smart is the X factor. If he plays well, last night it was more about him to me than the Jays. I thought he was that third option guy that they could depend on. I thought at times he took his three-point shot when need be, but he didn't settle. Anytime he had Steph on him, he made it an emphasis to get to the basket, tomato chest him, and get straight to the front of the rim and score the bucket. Tomato chest. Yeah, tomato chest. I've never heard that one. That's, 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 that's shoulder until your sternum, and that's what he was doing. Ouch. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> you Do you know where a sternum it. is? Yeah, I know where a sternum is. Uh, <laughs> look, look, look. My thing about it is, and I keep getting heat because I keep saying the others, because I just keep wondering which one is it going to be that steps up for the Boston Celtics. In game one, it was Al Horford. Yep. In this game, we know Jalen Brown. We know Jason Tatum. I expect a certain level of performance from them. But when you get from when you get from Robert Williams, four for five, all right, so we know what he was doing there, efficient there. Then you get 10 rebounds, great. Everyone wants to talk about him defen defensively. It's also the, the four blocks. They want to talk about that, the four blocks. Isn't it? But he also had three steals. Yeah. So this man is doing everything, yep. all of the dirty work that they need from their team. That's what it is about. He's blocking shots. He's getting steals. He's rebounding. He's a presence. And then when he gets it around the hoop, it is just efficient. Well, and he's also, when he's doing the dirty work, he's doing it when he's essentially on one leg at times. Yeah. And so I don't want to hand out any participation trophies or pats on the back here, but listening to him in his postgame, he said that every day he is having to work through this pain. He told a story about his children at home where his four-month-old, he doesn't really care, he just throws up and it's all fine, but his daughter is knocking on the door when he's trying to rest, to nap, to heal up his knee. So he has all of these things going on, and he's still out there on the floor contributing in this yeah way. but that speaks volumes to wanting to embrace the moment and want wanting to be there i don't even believe that robert williams is 50 percent but he's out there doing what he can look we didn't see guys that have tore their meniscus and have set out the entire season yep. 
James Wiseman, for example, he came back in a few weeks and was back out there making the impact. Well, I'm not sure they win. The, I'm not sure they win the game last night without. And he said that he knows that these stakes make it easier for mm -hmm. him to play through the pain. The fact that it's the finals, he wants to be out there. Zach, what did you see? I want to give Jason Tatum some love. Obviously, he gets a lot of love. He didn't shoot a great last night. I loved his decisiveness as both a passer and a driver. He threw some of the best passes, earliest passes I've ever seen from him. And the driving, this play to me set the tone. Andrew Wiggins, whoops! And then Draymond Green, <laughs> they were scared of Draymond Green in that exact situation early in the series. He went right at him and set the tone. And here they're five out with Horford at center. He gets the switch. The, the paint is wide open. I'm not sure they can make this switch anymore when the Celtics are small like this because Jason Tatum just putting his head down no help anywhere you're gonna have to help more or he's just gonna bully Steph all the way to the rim and here's the end of the game same thing Draymond I don't care I don't care that you're there I don't care that you're the best one-on-two defender in recent NBA history I'm going right at you but part of the reason why they Draymond can't come over is that Time Lord Time Lord is there. there and we saw and, it in action we, and we've seen it that that lob thrown by multiple different guys we've seen it thrown by Al Horford so they can go four or five they can go guard to big so you can't come and commit because th there is no crackback or if you do get a crackback on time lord you get a wide my, open three my point is that draymond is an intimidating smart presence who yep. freaks people out in there he stunts at him and he was freaking bossing out in game one and game two and last night this we're going right at you yeah that's fine well, and when Boston has not only their superstars firing the way that they were, but some help from those other guys that you talked about, Richard, as much as I hate when you give a wishy-washy answer, I see why which in this one? case. Which one? I just waiting to see which one. And then, gonna... you know what the funny thing is about that? What? And you're always right. If yeah, you just say which one, I, I see what you're doing. You're not slick. All right, still to come on NBA Today, <laughs> I sat down with the superstar of the Boston Celtics that Zach just broke down. It's Jason Tatum. We'll have that interview shortly. We're also going to dive in on all things Draymond in just a little bit. A performance that left Perk demanding some answers, I understand. You'll, Absolutely. You'll see what we mean. Plus, later in the show, I'm going to speak with the heart and soul of the Celtics, the point guard Marcus Smart. He joined us in just a little bit. He does want to be called Defensive Player of the Year in every conversation. So just take note. Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. It's Marcus Smart. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. It's time for today's Style Watch. It's brought to you by Hennessy. So let's check out the best looks from last night. Ooh. Starting with Draymond. All right, Grant. Wow, I have a wallpaper that looks like that. Kevon Looney. Okay, Andrew Wiggins, Daniel Tice, Dolce & Gabbana, and then Juan Descano-Anderson styling a custom jacket, a little evil eye action, Jordan Poole. There was a lot of Dennis Rodman shirts last night that I saw. That's and then right there's there. Jason Tatum, yeah, full it. baby blue. You want to get that outfit, Perk? Yeah, can, can we get one of those matching, like, like uh, blazer short combos? I kind of want one For of both of you? I think absolutely. Yeah, like Monica, Although we all got kind of the gray yeah, memo yeah, today. Yeah, I like that. Look. I'm, I'm big on well, that. No, I'm with well, it. Do it. Do, do it. Can we, I say, can we do it? Bro? I don't want to do it. I know. 
never got my I top head. You guys promised me a top head. Well, your hair has started to look so wonderful that we just wanted to shine in all its glory. All right, from styling to profiling today, I had a chance to sit down with the Celtic star, St. Louis's own Jason Tatum. Take a listen. Do take a listen. Jason, I, I just want to start with a wonderful piece that Ramona Shelburne and Liz Merrill wrote about you and your mom, Brandy. <laughs> and, and one of the central points of it was that your mom wanted to make sure that nothing was handed to you. How does that serve you now? Serves me great. I think just the, the way that she raised me, right, against, you know, single mom, you know, she had me at 19. Um, in St. Louis, not, you know, the best city, the best neighborhood. And I think never let me make excuses that, you know, whether the circumstances that, you know, ultimately in the real world, um, having that mentality that nobody's going to feel bad for you, that you have to go take everything that you want. Um, and from a young age, from my mom learning that, uh, you know, I've carried that all the way. And, you know, I think that shows in the progress that I've made as a player and, and, and as a person off the court, um, you know, so she doesn't shoot any baskets, but I give her all the credit. <laughs> from your mom to now you're a parent mm -hmm. and your son you named after you and this might be silly but why is he deuce and not just junior <laughs> uh that was a conversation that me and his mom had mm -hmm. uh, funny enough his name was supposed to be jackson mm -hmm. j-a-x-x-o-n okay um so at the baby shower you know we have we still have all these gifts and bibs with jackson on it <laughs> um but as soon as he was born i looked at him you know, selfishly, I was like, no, he looks like me. Mm -hmm. So I convinced her to name him Jason. Um, as long as we came up with a nickname and, uh, you know, figured out Deuce. You're going to Deuce over Junior. It's a little bit more uh, edgy. There's some, some flair to it. Yeah, it's a lot cooler than, than Junior is. <laughs> there you go. What do you want him? He was at the game last night. You, you shared with me that, you know, he went to bed when you went to bed, woke up when you went up, woke up this morning. What do you want him to remember about this run? Um... Just that, you know, it was his dad's first NBA Finals and that I wanted him to be a part of it every step of the way, um, as I have throughout my the entire career. Uh, you know, I didn't know that the spotlight about us would, you know, be what it is today when, you know, I first, when he was first born, because um, he is a star. Yeah. And uh, he embraces it, and he walks around the garden like he knows it. <laughs> um, but just that, you know, we share these moments together. He's on the court warming up with me. Um, it comes in the locker room after the game, and it's just natural. It's just kind of what we do and what, you know, we've been accustomed to doing. So just the bond that we have and kind of growing up together as he's gotten older and throughout my career, uh, you know, it, I think it's special. I know you've you've spoken about superstardom recently. I don't know, is, is he a bigger star around here than you? He might be. He, his name holds just as much weight as mine do, especially in this building. I, I think I think it might. Going to you as as a player, you came into the league and you were known as a scorer, and, mm -hmm. and you still are, but your playmaking has been when this team has just risen to another level in a lot of ways this season. When did you start seeing yourself as a playmaker? Um, I got to give a lot of credit to Coach, um, Coach Udoka, um, coming into this year, challenging myself, obviously, um, to be the best player I can be as well as the team and you know sitting down with me and telling me that uh, you know he told me that last year it should have left a sour taste in my mouth that I didn't make all NBA and that you know I need to leave no doubt and it's more than just scoring it's you know being the best two-way player being a playmaker making other guys better um, and he's challenged me every day you know from the beginning of the season and I really you know appreciate that and I've seen 
what it's done for myself and, and uh, the success of the team. And uh, everybody's buying into um, the philosophy of what he's trying to teach us on the offensive end. Um, and, you know, we're just one of the last teams standing. So uh, it's worked. Yeah, it, it clearly has, and it's worked for you on an individual level. When you look at this team and what you all have been through this season, what would you say was the one biggest difference maker from the first half to the second half? Um, I, that's, that's tough to pinpoint. Mm. I think throughout the first two and a half months of the season, dealing with COVID um, injuries and things like that, we never had our full starting five um, play meaningful games together in minutes. And I think one thing that always stuck with me is that I knew that we could get to this point. Um, and I just felt like we just needed to click and we were one step, one piece or whatever it was away. And I knew that once we got there, we always had faith. Nobody ever, um, even when we were three games under 500, you know, it wasn't like, all right, you know, let's get ready for next year. Um, we still felt like we had a chance to, you know, compete for a championship. Um, and, you know, to our credit, you know, once we did, we never looked back. A lot has been made of the relationship between you and Jalen Brown, but I kind of want to flip that on its head. Why do you guys work well together? Because uh, we, we want to. We want to win uh, by any means. I think two young guys that are, you know, ultra competitive, uh, passionate about what we do, and just want to win by any means necessary. And everybody in that locker room knows it. Um, and, you know, we're not perfect. We're 24, he's 25. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know everybody expects everything to happen just like that, but it took time. It, it takes time. But, you know, two of the hardest working guys, and, uh, you know, we got the trust of our teammates uh, to lead this group. And that's what we've been trying to do. Every relationship, no matter how good, it, it takes some care that you mm -hmm. have to put into it. Can you share a time that you put care into that relationship, that partnership that we're now seeing on the court blossom? Yeah, I think throughout this season, right, um, I tell people the lowest point for me was when we lost to the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, we were up 25 at halftime and, and you know, RJ had a, a buzzer beater. And that was kind of the most frustrating and it kind of put things in perspective of like, you know, this is kind of, it is hard. It's not as, as, as easy, um, you know, it's hard to win in this league and, you know, it's impossible not to hear the noise, right, on social media, your phone and TV. So, you know, we hear all the things and it was, we just had, we just got closer. We, we had talks of, we start watching film together things that we need to do better uh, to help each other out, to help the team, and just figure it out. And like you said, we, we both care yeah. about each other and about this team um, and just about winning. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you can put all of that together, then we see it translate to the court. You've spoken a couple of times about the fact that this season even, you've asked yourself, am I good enough? Am I the person that can push this team to the next level? How have you dealt with that voice within your own head? Uh, it has been tough moments, right? Because, you know, you hear all this talk of, you know, can he be the best player on the championship team? And, you know, nobody can until you do, until it's done, right? You know, nobody knows. And, you know, throughout the season, right, you know, you, you get the new contract and, you know, you're supposed to be the guy and, you look up and you're three games under 500, and it's it's hard. You know, yeah. you're coming into every game, not knowing the outcome, not knowing whether we're going to win or not, regardless if we're playing the top seed or, um, you know, non-playoff team. Um, and that was tough. You know, just thinking to myself, you know, why is it not working? I'm, you know, putting in all the 
the work and the effort and it's you know doubt does creep into your mind a little bit you know am I good enough maybe I can't be um, but you know never losing faith um, and you know just believe in what you do believe in the work that you put in you know stay as close as you can with the group and you know it can't rain forever we yeah, it can't. That's a good way to put it. We we saw you shared with us the world earlier uh, in these playoffs when you sent a, a message to Kobe Bryant. And Kobe is someone who you have looked towards your entire career, even before you became a professional basketball player. Were there other times during this run that you've thought about him, that you've invoked sort of what he taught you? Yeah, I think, um, and it wasn't like scripted it's certain i think just moments throughout a season throughout playoffs um and i remember that was like the biggest game of my life to that point game seven to go to the championship trying to get over that hump um and you know i couldn't even take a nap i was just so jacked up i was so ready to play um and that moment i was just you know on my ipad watching kobe highlights and yeah. you know in those moments i've done it before i, I remember it down 3-2 when we went to Milwaukee um, and going into game six. I remember I watched the highlights of, of LeBron when he, in 2012, was down 3-2 and he played against uh, Boston. You know, that was like one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so just kind of being in those positions, um, just look, just watching film and watching tape of, you know, guys that have done it before me, guys that I've looked up to. Um, so that's kind of all it was. Um, and obviously I wore the, the, the armband in honor of him just to Everybody knows how much he meant to me um, as a person, as, as my idol, and how much he means to the world and to this game. Well, maybe someday someone's going to be watching back some of your highlights and thinking, Hope well, that so. was one of the greatest. Jason, thank you. Thank you. Just some really interesting comments there from Tatum. Uh, still to come on NBA Today, not exactly a good Dre day in Game 3. So what does he need to do as this series progresses? Don't miss that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I never found a rhythm, um, really, on both hands of the floor. Count it and one! I was soft. That's what was most disappointing to me. A huge cheer every time Green misses a shot. Do you kind of embrace the opposing fans looking at you as the villain? I embrace it. I enjoy it. Looking forward to Friday. And when I say those chants were loud, Oh boy, they were loud. So Green has struggled offensively this series, scoring as many points as he had personal fouls. He's made just five of 19 shots, none of his seven threes. Moments ago, Draymond sat down and spoke with reporters. We are a much better team when I'm aggressive offensively, so I have to be that for this team. You know, I've always prided myself on giving the team what it needs in order to win. Um, 
And I think this team will need more of that for us to win. So I have to be better on that side for sure. I'm always going to do whatever I can for my teammates. I think uh, that's just my MO. That's who I've always been. Um, in saying that, that, that doesn't excuse my play, you know, and how poorly I played last night. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll continue to be that guy no matter what. Um, you know, I try not to get caught up in all the stuff that happens around me or or that for that matter. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've always been that guy. And that won't change now. All right, interesting comments. Perk, just chill for one second. What more does Draymond need to do in this series, Zach? Well, he said it. He he has to be a threat offensively, and he's not a threat offensively at all. Look, the jumper is broken. The jumper's not coming back. They're going to let him shoot jumpers. That That's over. Mm -hmm. But his total shots are down. His free throw. This is a guy who used to average 12, 13, 11 points a game in the playoffs. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't get to the line. And his assists are down. That is a non-entity, frankly. And a lot of credit for that has to go to the Celtics. I don't really know how they're going to unlock Draymond Green offensively unless the Celtics give them a ton of turnovers and you get out a run because if we go to the tape I think part of what's happening is yes he's struggling but B the Celtics are taking away everything he likes to do all the handoffs all the beautiful game stuff it's gone watch Marcus Smart who's been sensational okay I'm gonna ignore you Draymond to help here this is where the Warriors kill you all the time you're in the paint here comes the handoff and look at Marcus Smart right back to contest Clay Thompson that's where Draymond Green hurts people for not guarding him and he has not been able to hurt the Celtics for not guarding him and that's the story of the series to me they're taking away all the Draymond stuff that said whether it's in transition keepers the quarterback keeper he likes to do he's just got to be a threat and he has not been a threat at all this series all right Richard just just move out of the way no nah, no nah, you don't have to you <laughs> just, can stay right there here's the thing I said this about three or four weeks ago I said the Warriors are at their best when Draymond Green is aggressive offensively okay then all of a sudden he comes in the media and attacked me, calls me a big ogre, and we have our back and forth. I don't need any sympathy, man. I'm standing up there. <laughs> so he attacks me and then come back and all of a sudden says, oh, yeah, we're a lot better if I'm aggressive offensively. Well, he's going to have to be. He's going to have to take those shots. He's going to, like, he missed his first corner three-point shot in that game, early in the game. I said, you know what? He's not going to even look to shoot no more. And he didn't. So it comes a time where we're getting late into the series, and Steve Kerr is going to have to make a decision. If Draymond Green is not going to be aggressive and keep the defense honest because that's what the Celtics make you do, they're going to make others beat you. Yes, Steph Curry is going to be him. Klay Thompson is going to be him at times. But Jordan Poole hasn't been there. So you might have to ride with a Kaminga at times to keep the defense honest. And I get it. People want to say he's a, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's this, that, and the O. But right now, he's not cutting the mustard. So you have to figure out what can you do. Oh, yeah, the cutting mustard. Can you well, cut well, mustard? I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing. But I agree with Perk. I agree with Zach. I played against Draymond in a game seven where, you know, he was – 
you know, a shot or two away from being the seven threes. Yeah, from so, so, and again, I understand when they got Kevin Durant, he went to pure facilitator. Mm -hmm. He went to like, boom, boom, boom. I'll take a shot when I get a shot, but I've got so much talent around me. And I think now that this team has kind of gotten back with Clay, he's trying to be that same facilitator. It's like, no, if you're going to talk about this team and they've referenced the 15 and 16, that was their model for the, for this year, 15 and 16. Draymond was more aggressive in 15 and 16 during those championship runs, especially on the offensive end. So that's what they need from him is to go back 15, 16, Draymond. That's the firepower. That's what you need. You don't need 20 points. You need 10, 12 points, 15 points on a good night where it's timely. It's easy for us to sit up here and say he's got to shoot more. But what shots do you want him taking? If it's threes, that's a loss for the Warriors. Unless it's in transition where the Warriors really thrive, that's one thing. In the half court, what shots are there that he's not taking? That's the difficult part because the Celtics defense is so good. They're taking away everything he does. And I'm not sure that Draymond Green just throwing himself at the basket for the sake of doing it is going to help the Warriors. And I'm not sure what else he's supposed to do against this half-court defense. And I do, by the way, expect him to throw himself at the basket just like he threw himself at the whole Celtics team in game two. I think part of what's happening is Draymond is getting older. He's maybe 5%, 10% less, less athletic than he used to be. And those layups that used to go in aren't going in anymore. And that's, that's my point on why you have to go to Kaminga. I'm not saying you have to start him, but if he's going to be a threat and keep the defense honest, and if no. he's going to bring more no. to the no, table. he's not, bro. I, he's not. How? I mean, we're, like. We're, look, I understand no. because you understand. But look, we can't just go game by game. We have to look at it a whole. And look at what Draymond, Draymond Green did in game two. He really didn't do numbers he, besides tackling a whole lot okay, of people. Well, well, they, they let him get away but, but with, his, but well, he didn't do it against Scott okay, Foster. Well, listen, I understand that like you get a ring when the Celtics win but we're going to talk about basketball from a broad perspective now get a ring. Wow. Two, about wow. it's a joke Zach no, go ahead. No, but go in, ahead. in game two he was very effective he did a ton of stuff to help facilitate their team that's what he has to do here you, what do you what do you so we, we should just not play the game or dream you're going to say they should play the young player Kaminga that is wrong you know that that's not the case that's not what they're going to do so we shouldn't even I, suggest no it. but I, I also saw that when Draymond got in foul trouble. I also saw last series when they played against the Mavericks that Looney, Looney actually did a better job than Draymond when he was in there facilitating. That's not Kaminga. Okay, but still and all, I'm not saying start Kaminga. I'm saying you could play him in spot minutes. Listen, the Boston Celtics team has nothing but athleticism across the board. Who is the most athletic person on the Warriors outside of Andrew Wiggins? It is Jonathan Kaminga. Why not give him an opportunity? You're getting nothing from Draymond at this point. Like yesterday, he was more of a liability Agreed. than he was an asset. That is true, but I do think that at this point, with what Steve Kerr has seen from this group, he's going to give Draymond Green the benefit right. of the doubt and yeah. continue to go But we're going to see it all come to fruition. Celtics Game four of the NBA Finals is tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, 6 okay, Pacific no, no, on ABC, the no, no, of this and ESPN no, Radio. No, no. Celtics up two games to one. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8.30 Eastern. I swear to God. You guys, please don't fight. I believe around these parts, he's known, help me out, Perk, Marcus. Marcus Smart. Ah, he feels Yeah. We'll talk about the Celtics dynamic point guard. Stick around, that's next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Playtime mode is big league. Playtime mode is big league. Tatum. Another three. Tatum coming alive. Release from the top of the key. Three step back pull up. Slam. Got the crowd out they see. One step closer to the big ring. Smart. Bang. It's all about how you respond. Regroup figured it out and made winning plays. Boston Celtics take game three. They're two wins away from a title. All right, so Celtics big three, they stepped up in a big way in game three. Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, they were the first trio of teammates to all post 25 and five in a finals game mm. since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and Michael Cooper did that in 1984. So I caught up with Smart earlier today after Boston's practice. Here with Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Do you ever get tired of being introduced as a defensive player of the year? Not at all. I love every last bit of it. You know, I worked hard to, to get that award and, and get the recognition, so I need it all. All right, so every question. Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. You have defended Steph Curry a whole lot in this series. Can you just walk me through? I know you've touched on it before. The trials, the triumph, the effort, the exhaustion that it takes to go up against a player like him night in and night out. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, you really got to get your rest. Um, you got to be well conditioned because he's going to make you pay if you're not. And uh, we all see what he can do. And if you're not ready for it, he'll chew you up and spit you out. So, um, you know, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for anything. You got to be ready for anything that they throw at you um, at any given time. You know, because when you fall asleep or you think that he's not done or that he's done moving or the plays are for him, and that's when he's gone. So um, you really got to be on your P's and Q's with him. And if you're not, then you're in trouble. You have had the challenge of guarding players like Steph, players like Giannis. You all have had a incredibly difficult run up until getting to this point. Who's the most difficult player to guard? Oh, man. Right now, it probably is Steph, you know, just because of the way he, he affects the game. You know, he can score on every level um, on the court and uh, in some levels that we didn't even know existed. So um, he definitely poses a challenge for us that, that um, most teams don't. You know, the way that, like I said, he spaces the floor, he makes his teammates better, and he makes the right play every single time. And, uh, and if, if you're not ready and you're not down and you don't got your matchups ready, it's, it's going to be trouble for you. And, uh, and when you got a player like that, it takes the full team effort, and that's what we're just trying to be doing every night. Your coach, Ime Odoka, said last night that you all have done a wonderful job of responding in losses. What you need to do now is string together a win after a loss. How do you bottle that up and have that come to fruition in game four? You take what you did in game three. You know, um, after game two, we had a plan coming into game three. We stuck with the plan, and, uh, you know, we came out with the victory. So you take the things that we've done great in that, things that we haven't done great, you learn from it, you adjust accordingly, you move on. That's it. It's, it's nothing else more. We all know each other's plays. They know ours. We know theirs. X's and O's is out of the question. It's just about going and executing whatever it is that you're in. Since X's and O's are out of the question at this point, I mean, how can you top the performance you had, not on the court, but your post-game outfit last night in game four? 
That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You got to come up with something different. You know, I got a lot of outfits that I haven't worn, that I have, that I, I've been preparing, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. Keep it a surprise. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So according to odds makers, Smart, he is the fourth shortest odds to be finals MVP, 30 to 1 in what's looking like a three-player race right now. Tatum is the favorite, followed by Steph, and then it is Jalen Brown. Speaking of Steph, still to come on NBA Today, Kendra Andrews. She covers all things Warriors, and she's got more on Steph Curry. That's next. Don't go anywhere. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back here on NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. The Celtics, that's them warming up earlier, up two games to one. So, trying to stay warm, I should say. That's an awful, awful yeah, Greg. What, what, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, they head into game four against a potentially less than 100% Steph Curry. So joining us now, ESPN Warriors reporter Kendra Andrews. Kendra, he says he's playing, mm -hmm. but you have been in there listening to his entire press conference, chatting with, with folks around the team. What is the absolute latest that you're hearing? Yeah, well, Steph did definitively say, I am playing. That's all I know. When he walked out of the press conference room, he wasn't walking with that limp that we saw him exiting the press conference room from last night. So that is a really good thing. He said over the last 12 hours, he got about 10 hours of sleep. I want and and then two, I know, right? And then two dunks in the ice bucket. And then the next 24 hours is all about going through the normal treatment he has to do to get right. Today, the Warriors aren't practicing. It's just a rest and recovery day. So he's really going to take advantage of that. Now, Steph said, because he's considering this injury just a less severe version of what happened to him when Marcus Smart landed on his leg back in March, he has a really good idea of what to expect, both pain-wise, but then also what he has to do treatment-wise to get his body going. He also said, because that injury is so similar you know he's just feeling really good about where he's at he said as soon as I got up from the floor after that pile up I took two steps and I could tell that this wasn't as bad as what happened to me in March I yeah. feel confident about my availability when you said it he said I'm going to play that is all I know and at the end of the day that's what matters Richard your chair looks really you look very small you and <laughs> Kendra are not actually you. the same yeah, height you know um, so. do you guys know though before we let you go Kendra it was your birthday Aww. a couple hey. of days ago so I just I I wanted to clear something up up because I know there's been a lot made <laughs> oh of the watch yeah. and whose was whose. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you okay. one Should that I has uh, the oh Little Mermaid, Cinderella, uh, and uh, Belle. Oh, my favorite. So it's really I chic. It? There's a bunch of princesses. See, my, my, da my daughter is going to want this watch. We're all taken care of, and now I can go back okay. <laughs> the way God intended me. No watch. You want one? Here. No. Just kidding. No. I just got it back. This is, this is my watch. Here's your watch. See? There you go. It's fine. It's, it's glad to have you here on your birthday. The better of the Andrews sisters is here. You know, wow, this show that much more complete. I mean, Thank you. you're not the first person to say that. I won't so. be the last either. Won't, won't be the last. All right. Well, um, that was fun. Uh, Richard will not be back. Uh, 
Uh, but we will be. He's the fashion icon yeah, since um, we're talking a little bit about fashion of his generation. Me? I'm, of course, talking about Big Perk. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. When we return in 60 seconds. Look at the Oh, Harvard my gosh. Guy? What are you going to be wearing? Look at the glasses. Is that Why is the mug giant? Is that we're back at 60. <laughs> So what is going on here, Kendrick? I mean, it's a lot going on. You know, oh, you got to show your versatility, man. You know, I'm versatile, and you got to be secure. Different outfits today. I was at Harvard. Is that Professor, Professor Perk? Yeah, that's Professor Perk. The glasses. That's Alcatraz that's, Perk. That, that's Prisoner Perk? Yep. Then I had the, the mug. I don't so, understand hey, the mug. Shout out to the people at Harvard. I mean, the hospitality was great. Yeah, someone needs to really give Harvard some love. You know, I'm glad I'm glad yeah, you yeah, stood yeah. up for that. They don't get, they, they literally they, they, do not yeah. get enough. They, they've been the law review. They, they I mean, actually like offered me, the, the offer me a scholarship. Did look, they? Yeah, I, I got something for you, actually, Richard. Uh, yeah, what yeah. What is this? Yeah, since you came with it, I actually oh got you your, your first piece in chain. Oh, my God. It looked good on you, too. That is, um... I just feel like no, no. It's actually it's fine. It's, it's okay. fine. Yeah, it looked good on. Can you I, get I them for the group next time? No, I, no, I no, mean, please don't that, suggest that. Yeah. How do they sell this? No, don't worry about all okay. that. Yeah, that's a, that's an exclusive I thing. I spent that my money you. on it. It was a gift from me to you, you know, because people really think we don't like each other. Oh, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like you. I know, I know you're cool with me, but yeah. I, don't, I don't like you. <laughs> like this right here doesn't feel good. No disrespect, Celtics fans. We just don't have the best of. Is history. it the size? No, no. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. I think you need to keep it on for the rest so of the So Kendra series. got a gift, RJ got a gift. We just don't like you that much. Like, that's kind of what it is. There you go. No, 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 What's good for the gift? Hey, but, but you see, right. Zachary, 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 He was born yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Full head of hair. She describes it as something magical, some magical Aww. blue gray eyes. I see it. Congratulations, Ramona. We are so happy for yeah. you. And me today will be back tomorrow. NFL Live is coming up next. You have to wear that for the rest of the Swag day. Swagoo. For sure. Yeah, What's up, Orlovsky, my guy? I like it. It's my guy.